Hey, this is Matt. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up before we start the show. This week's episode contains some bad words. I'm not going to try to justify it, but I will say that they were only used to describe certain actions by certain footballers who maybe still play for the club at the time we recorded, but who didn't make the trip over to Austria with the rest of the team because they were busy at home doing things on social media that you may or may not find to be conducive to them becoming better footballers and possibly either going to a different team and and getting us some money or actually working their way back into the Southampton team. Maybe we describe them in a way that is a little strong for young children and those who don't appreciate foul language uh, to hear. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's it. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. We don't lose a match, either we win or we learn, and today we learn. And now, your host, Matt Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. And available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Marks and I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And finally, preseason has come. The first game has gone. We can all be upset at the formation and complain about the substitutes and ask why certain guys were playing. And yet almost nobody did that. There were a few angry voices on Twitter, but for the most part, I think that was reserved for the early parts of the cricket match. And I think most of us just enjoyed seeing the guys back out there, knowing that they are out there trying to get fit and all that. And we'll get to talk about it with Aiden Osman. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Aiden underscore Osman 96 uh, on this week's episode. And I've had a bit of a weird day. My my head is not with it. We recorded very, very late after uh, some things that, that happened in my, my personal life. Um, yesterday was a very good day. Sunday, I should say, was a very good day. Um, went down with my very best Arsenal friend, Josh, uh, to watch a live podcast uh, to, to see our slog. And the Arsenal, the guys from the Arsenal Vision podcast, uh, do a live show and just kind of hang out and see uh, what was going on. And uh, we drove back, got back late last night, got up to do the podcast this morning, got a call from my dad, and needed to go to the hospital with him. So I spent most of the day at the hospital. Aiden was kind enough to hang out uh, and wait for me to get back. We recorded quite late, uh, but my head is kind of everywhere. So uh, you'll hear me jump around and, and lose track of things and not make sense. And I apologize. But uh, if this is your first time uh, listening to the show, welcome. Uh, come back next week and hopefully we'll do a little bit better. Aiden was great. Um, I maybe was not, but uh, it is what it is. So uh, I hope that you enjoy the show no matter what. Uh, and I hope you two are excited by uh, Trey Adams scoring a goal by Southampton looking quite good. And uh, I am looking forward to taking my son to uh, the game on Wednesday, the Arsenal match, I have to say. So not my team, but his team and and we'll make the best of it as we go. But uh, anyway, let's get to my conversation with Aiden Osman. Thank you for joining the show. We'll talk to you soon. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Aiden Osman. You can find him on Twitter at Aiden underscore Osman 96. Aiden, uh, welcome back to the show. And thank you for uh, putting up with my uh, kind of emergency scheduling antics today. Uh, we are recording at 1015 Monday night, your time. Uh, which means that the show will be out um, soon. So we're basically going to record this, turn it around, and it'll be up uh, within the next couple of hours as people wake up and they can hear it. But uh, welcome back, and thanks for doing this. Yeah, no worries. It's, um, it's good. It means that we haven't missed anything today. So not like there was much to miss anyway. But yeah, it's going to be nice and fresh when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely didn't miss Charlie Austin's uh, most recent social media post. So thank you, Charlie, for that. Um, what we, 
I am worried about though is my recorder runs on batteries and um, I ordered some batteries and Amazon delivered the batteries or the post office delivered the batteries and somebody actually took the batteries out of the package and put the package in my mailbox and walked off with all the batteries. Wow. Which is like, it's just a joke. Like, how does the mailman put, because my, my, my mailbox locks. So I know that nobody got into the mailbox and took the batteries out. Like that happened before he ever did it. So like, how do you put in, like, there's just an open, empty envelope. You just put in the mailbox. I don't get it. I don't know how that happens. It it, it must, it must be the bloke that either delivered it or it's the people that packaged it. I don't know, man. I'd probably, I'd cry raise a complaint with, well, I, I've it. contacted Amazon. I have done my, my due diligence as a, they, my name is basically Deborah and I wanted to speak to the manager and I did. And now I have batteries coming, but they're not here yet. So that's okay. Um, you'd love be surprised. That. love that speak. Can I speak to a manager? Yeah, yeah. you're speaking for and I'm here. Yes. I have a lot. I, I go through a lot of batteries. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of embarrassing how many, uh, how many batteries this recorder will, will eat up if I allow it to, but it's, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the, it's part of the deal. Maybe it's worth getting rechargeable batteries for it. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know what's better for the environment or not. I I, I should. I probably should, but uh, I am. Maybe I'll look into that. Maybe it's, wonder if it's a prime deal day because that's got to be something like that. But uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I've had an interesting couple of days. Uh, and, and yesterday, Sunday or Sunday, I was down uh, in L.A to watch a live podcast with uh, an Arsenal podcast that I, I, I enjoy. Uh, my best friend is an Arsenal fan, so we, we listen to the show together and talk about it. But um, the guy who was there, is, uh, is, it was, was fun. And, and I was really like kind of wanting to see like how they do the live show and you know how many people show up. And so you're talking all of LA. So, I mean, it's a gigantic city. They put out this huge call. There were all these Arsenal supporter groups that put out this call. And really, I think by the end of it, it was one or 200 people showed up like, which is a, which is a good amount. Like, but, uh, when you consider how big LA is, it wasn't that many. And it suddenly made me feel a lot better about, about, you know, when we did a live show, not in Southampton, um, after a game where we got torched three, nothing. And we still had people show up bar was full. I, I feel, I feel like we're doing all right. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to have a chance to do another live one. If you come to a game this season coming, but to be fair, 100 to 200 people out in LA where football is not the main sport in the country is actually really good. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Um, and we got, we got pretty good. Uh, we had standing, we were standing there watching them do the show. And, and I don't know if you've seen t- the news today from Arsenal, but the, a bunch of supporter groups have gotten together and kind of petitioned Stan Kroenke to, to do something different with their club. And it's, uh, they they hinted at it yesterday a little bit, but didn't go into great detail. And they had, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's it's nice to see somebody else suffering through some some stuff that we've been complaining about as well. So, um, yeah, it, it made me overall feel better. And and to be honest, all the all the Arsenal fans were were pretty nice. Um, and so uh, I'm sure Wednesday when we go back down and watch the team, uh, they will all be nice again. And hopefully, I don't know what I'm hoping for. Um, I was telling my friend yesterday. I've seen a couple of, of Premier League teams play over here during the uh, during the preseason during this International Champions Cup. I've seen uh, the, the two teams that I've seen win, the two Premier League teams that I've seen win games have gone on to win the league that year. Um, so, so if Arsenal beats Bayern Munich, we have to put money on Arsenal to win the league, which I don't think will happen, um, but it's <laughs> happened every time. Well, I might put a five on Saints to win the league at 1,000 to 1 to settle in five grand when we're off the Livings. Yeah, we're, well, that's that's gonna happen. Uh, you know who's not gonna happen. be uh, Trey, the, Trey the, the, the real question is is who will goals. be on the team when that happens. That'll be the real question. Yeah, definitely. But uh, speaking of that, let's 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 talk a little bit uh, about that. Um, Sam Gallagher, obviously not gonna be in the team. Uh, we have a couple of things to talk about. I guess we have we have Gallagher. We have the the friendly match, and we have uh, you know some other things that were were going on with uh, two people who did not make the trip to to Austria. So. Um, you know, some of them didn't make the trip. Uh, you would say Carrillo, who's just been kind of quiet, not a lot going on. But then you have guys like uh, Lamina and Charlie Austin, who have uh, done things to put themselves in the spotlight. But we'll 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 get to that. So, um, 
first off, let's just talk a little bit about, about Sam Gallagher. I mean, he makes the move permanent uh, to, to Blackburn. Uh, does that surprise you at all? Five million pounds reported? Does that, does that uh, seem fair to all parties involved? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good deal for Blackburn. He's, he's a good striker for a championship level, but I've always had this inkling about him that he's never been quite Premier League quality. I think people have been sort of living off that goal that he scored against Norwich, which was four or five years ago now. Um, but he's, he's never really kicked on since then, and that shows because obviously he never in, didn't get really picked under Koeman. He got loaned out, and then Puel comes in, gets loaned out again. Pellegrino comes in, gets loaned out again. Hughes comes in, gets loaned out for half the season. Ralph comes in and he makes like a couple of appearances. He's not, he's not really done anything to kick on at the club or warrant staying, especially when he's gone and spent 15 million on a striker from the same division that you go into. Sure. Well, yeah, and when you think back to last season when he made those appearances, I think Ings was out injured, and so your choice, Obafemi was out injured, so your choice is really Austin, Long, or, you know, play Redmond, or, you know, uh, and and most often those those options were taken over over getting Gallagher in the game. So uh, it it it, it kind of looked like he was one of those guys that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna really kick on. I remember there was a picture I think the first couple of days back from uh, to, for preseason where he was out running with like Jordy Classy and some of the other guys that um, didn't seem to be guys that were gonna be in the in the fold. Kind of you know they were kind of it, that that's just the the image I got in my head and whether that's right or wrong I'm not sure but um, not surprised necessarily that he's gone and. I think he will be fine in the championship. I and it's nice that he's not on loan anymore. That he's gone, and we won't have to not not worry about him or deal with him. But that that he can go on and just focus on his on his own career, and and we don't have to worry about that. You know. Yeah, it's great for both parties because it's permanent. Obviously, now we don't pay his wages anymore, and we've got a fee in for him. So I imagine that money will go back into the transfer kit, and the money that we'll save on wages will go in there as well. Yeah, you start to wonder kind of what I'm not sure what his wages were like or anything, but it. They the wages add up. I, I sometimes I, I forget how much, you know, twenty grand a week add, adds up to uh, over the course of a season. You know, and and what these guys are making in terms of of wages like that. And as long as nobody's on, uh, you know, Mesut Ozil wages, I think we'll be uh, okay. So um, I don't know. I mean, anything else at, at the club this week other than we'll we'll get to Charlie Austin and Mario Lamina. But anything else news wise jump out to you? Though you know that that uh, other than maybe the friendly. I mean, what did you make of some of the training that you saw, if you got to see any of the training that was going on in Austria, did you, did you, did the guy, did you look like the guys are getting more fit to you? I mean, I saw some of the stuff with the goalkeepers I thought was, was pretty good. I thought they, they all um, looked to be sharp and working well with the new coach. They all seemed to be receptive of, of what he was doing. Um, I was a little surprised though, at the, maybe the choices uh, for, for the game yesterday for the match on, on Sunday, um, given that it was, it was Alex McCarthy and then Fraser Forster who played and not, not Angus Gunn at all. But, um, I, mean, I don't know. Any, anything else to, over the week of training jump out to you? Uh, well, to be fair, I think what you said, it was nice to see how the new goalkeeping came in and how the keepers adapted to him. It's going to be tough because, obviously, we've got three goalkeepers that have been, well, two of them have been called up to the England first team and put, made appearances, and we've got one that could realistically be the under-21's first choice. Um you know, we've got a new keeper coach in there, so hopefully out of them we'll find one that will, for God's sake, just have a good season and not make any mistakes and be one less position we have to worry about. Yeah, I I I, I want that to uh, to happen. I'm sorry, I got a little bit distracted there. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I'm just gonna try to play it off, but there's no there's no way around it. I was gonna ask you yesterday. Gone. Did you watch cricket? The cricket. So I, no, I was working all day yesterday, so I missed it. Because so that was a bit of a shame, but I heard. I was sitting, looking at my timeline, and I and I tweeted like, uh, you know, my my timeline is a mixture of like I couldn't watch this the game. Um, let me let me start this over because I couldn't watch the game yesterday, and uh, I yeah. am I am murdering this. This is bad, and we're just gonna leave it in because it doesn't matter. So I couldn't watch the Saints game yesterday, um, because of. Uh, the, 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 basically just the restrictions on it. I couldn't, it, it, because I live in the States and it was, it was in the UK, I couldn't watch it. So no big deal. So I have a bunch of tweets on my timeline about the Saints game that I understand because I watch football and I, 
know the team and all this stuff. And so I'm seeing stuff about the game that people are tweeting and it seems nice. My timeline is also full of a bunch of cricket things that I don't understand at all. I do not understand cricket, not the slightest. And, but everybody seems pretty upset. And then there's a bunch of the tweets about, about tennis that just seem relatively nice. Like everybody seems to be having a really good day. Uh, those, that's what my timeline was full of. I left my house to go down to LA to go to this, this, um, this podcast thing. And I was under the impression that, that England had lost cricket because I, it was all but over. And then I come to find out that this thing just popped up on my screen that they won. What the hell happened? I honestly couldn't even tell you, but apparently it was a dramatic win for England. So I'm going to say we'll take that and uh, move forward. And hopefully we can recreate something like that in the football in 2022. Well, as long as America is there to take part in it, I'll let you do that. I would just like to watch my team, period. I don't understand cricket. I got to get this off my screen. I'm a disaster today, and I apologize. It's fun. Um, anyway, uh, so we talked about Gallagher. talked about that. But uh, the, the kind of the first real, I guess, preseason friendly, the first match was, was yesterday. And, and the reactions from fans seemed to be uh, fine. But I, I, was, I was wanted to ask you, like, if you go down that first... The, you look at the lineups that were used because two different lineups were used, one for each half. Like it didn't seem like an A team and a B team necessarily. It seemed like it was pretty well split between uh, a mixture in both, in both, in both. Uh, I guess of, of both halves. And I'm not necessarily sure that that's what I would have done if I would have like maybe said I maybe I wanted to see some certain partnerships work. So and and so maybe that's you know to begin with you have Oriol Romeo and Pierre-Emil Hoiberg like playing in midfield together. Maybe that's what you want to see. But um, I don't know, like, what did you make of, of the, the kind of the, the lineups that were rolled out by, by Ralph? And, and how did you, I guess, how did you view the, the performance of some of the guys? I think, honestly, it's preseason. It doesn't really matter too much um, who plays. I think, especially at this stage of preseason as well, it's mainly about fitness and the tactic, like the tactical stuff. Yeah, it does come in, but as a coach, more, you it's more about getting your players up to match speed alongside the match ideas. So I think the main priority is just getting them fitness. And let's not forget, there's the, the club that we've played. I'm not going to pronounce their name because I'm pretty sure I will butcher it. But their season starts this weekend coming. So they're at a later stage last. But going back to the original question on lineups, I think you're right in the sense that it wasn't split into an A team and a B team. It seemed a bit of a mix of players that potentially could play for either, because obviously in the second half we had Bednarek playing, Prowsey playing, Redmond playing, English playing, and they were pretty much guaranteed first team starters last season. And then, yeah, first half was Romeo and Hoiberg guaranteed starters last season, really, weren't they? It's one of those where I think it's it doesn't I wouldn't read too much into it just at this moment in time because obviously it's only the first week of preseason that we've got done. I think the more the more we go into preseason, we'll see more tactically how Ralph wants to set up, and we might potentially see the partnerships that he likes to see come in a little bit more regularly or get a bit more time together. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that'll be important to kind of see how that how those things develop. And, and, you know, I was going to make the joke, but it didn't, I don't think I need to. It's like, you know, I don't think we should be angry about anything yesterday. Like guys make mistakes. They score a goal. Um, you know, McCarthy made a couple of decent saves. Uh, Adams, I think, I think did well for the goal. And I think Sims, at least in that clip uh, of the goal does well, just to, just to shove a guy off the ball and prevent him from playing it, which, allowed it to run through to, to Adams who then scored. And I think he could have taken that goal that he scored today and just thrown it into the highlight video that he had uh, from last year of his goals in the championship. And that's, it, it looks like one of those. And so we'll take it. That, that seems to be what, what Jay Adams does. So I was pretty happy with, with what he did. And I don't know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we, how we get guys into this formation and what, what uh, role certain people take up um, in the squad and, and things like that. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any complaints about yesterday. I, don't, I think that there were some people who were a little bit upset or at least pretending to be upset on Twitter. Can't tell if they're serious or not. I'm hoping that they weren't. But um, if you're really upset about the result yesterday, you should you should probably just gone and watch cricket instead because I think it would, you would have been happier overall. But they probably watched the cricket and then came over when, when England was down to watch Saints and then were even more upset because it was 1-1 and then they, you know, God knows what else they did. So anyway, um, people should just relax. That's, I think that's the main thing. And I, I think if you can yeah, tell. Yeah, I if, think you're right. If, if people can't tell, I am not that relaxed. Today has been a disaster. So uh, my head is kind of all over the place, but we're trying to stay with it today. Uh, it's going to be fine. We're going to get through this together uh, or not. Um, Wesley Hoot, unused substitute. I'll leave it there. No surprise. <laughs> Man. Cedric did, though. I do, sure. Yeah, Cedric. It's good to see him back. I think maybe, I, I, do what it is. I think he got, a, he's been complacent. I think he got complacent under Hughes and Pellegrino. I think what it is, I think that loan spell from Ralph out of Inter just gave him a kick up the arse because Koeman wasn't afraid to drop him and he did play well under Koeman but then when Puel came in he was excellent. Like, I don't know whether it's tactically made to suit the deep block better but I think after Koeman left until Ralph came in he didn't really have anyone that was going to drop him unless he was injured. So I think the fact that Ralph was like, you know what, I don't like your attitude. You can go you can go spend the rest of the season out in Milan. We're going to stick with this young kid here in Valerie. You come back and you realise, oh crap, I'm, you know, maybe I need to get my head into gear. Then, fair? Yeah, I think... I think part of it for him was going on that loan spell and then not getting in the team really, like not being heavily utilized. Kind of shown him like, well, wait a minute, maybe I need to reevaluate kind of how important or how good I think I am or how undroppable I think I am, and I just need to, I just need to get my head straight. And there was that clip of him on the Saints social media page with uh, with Hoiberg, and Hoiberg said he's back and he's ready to fight and he's playing for you know he's playing for us, and I think that's that's what we need. I think if he does that, I think Cedric is 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 perfectly capable of of, uh, of of competing for that that first team spot but I think he has to do that. I don't think he's going to be given anything. And you know, at, at this point maybe I kind of want Valerie to be the starter, but and I'm willing to take you know the lumps that come with that uh, because he is still young, he's going to make mistakes, but um Cedric has the ability to maybe keep him out of the team uh here and there and so I think that's if, if kind of going through the team and looking at where where there's only one spot for for two people, I think that's maybe the closest race that we have. Um, I, I look at the center backs and I don't necessarily think that that uh, Wesley Hoot's going to have a chance to come back in and take one of those spots. I don't see that that happening. I think Vestergaard is probably um, you know a more solid defender than him. I think even Yoshida people would take. I think Bednarak is going to hold down that right spot. So. Uh, it's just we'll have to see kind of who who does that there, but I think uh, I think Cedric and and Valerie could could potentially uh, be a pretty good uh, I don't know uh, be in t- some, some some intense competition for one another there, but we'll have to we'll have to kind of see how that goes. Um, I don't know. Um, any other kind of real notes from from the game that you saw? Um, well, Adams did look good actually. He hit the post as well, which I thought was really unlucky. Um, yeah, he took his goal well. Um. One thing I did notice, I don't. Uh, our centre backs can seem to get drawn out too easily. I think they're that used to playing in the back five, well, three, five, however you want to call it. Maybe they just need to get back to playing that back four. Because I think if you notice for the goal, you see they get dragged out. Yes, I was going to ask. You and then if there's, you saw a, there's a space in behind, which then allows them to go and hit the worldie that goes in the top corner. Whereas usually last season, if, say, Yafira had come out, or, say, whoever was playing in the centre, if they'd come out, he would have had two guys behind him to make a back four. Whereas as Yafira comes out there, he doesn't have that cover behind him anymore because, and we know, we all know Vestergaard's like an absolute mountain, but he's, he's not that big to right. fill 
two spaces up. It's yeah. I, I was gonna ask you because when I watched when I watched it back, you know, I try. Granted, it's preseason. Trying to get too upset, but like there was a definite. I even backed it up to watch it again because you could see. You can see Yoshida just gets caught. And as soon as the ball goes in, you can see Yoshida shaking his head because he knows he made a mistake. You know, it, that was, he, he did not do the right thing. But you kind of wonder where, where was the midfield cover that, that allowed that guy? Because if he doesn't step to him there, then we're, we're probably in trouble anyway. But uh, it, that's got to be sorted out. But once again, first game of preseason, uh, hopefully that'll, that'll get taken care of and get sorted out. And, and you know, if you and I have noticed it, um, then we can be sure that, that the, the analytics team at, at at Southampton has has seen it and will will address it in uh, in training this week because of course Saints are back uh, they'll be at Staplewood all week ahead of a game against I think Preston um, this coming weekend before half the squad goes to China and half the squad goes to to Ireland I think so that'll be that'll be super exciting um, we'll have to see how kind of how that all how that all kind of breaks down but um, but yeah I I think. For me, from the highlights that I was able to watch, I think that was that kind of showed where we were at. And I think, you know, important to bring up again that uh, all touch or whatever they are, they they will they're, they're going to play an actual game next weekend. So they're they're ready for their season. Uh, we are just getting started. So I think if, to to watch us run with them for the game, I think is I think is totally fine. Uh, we had chances to go ahead, and uh, we didn't, and that's that's okay. Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. Um, it's it's what it is we we go again we've got a game next weekend that might put us in a better stead we've got a team that'll probably be at the same level of state of pre-season as us so it'd probably be more about clearing our quality up at Preston rather than fitness yeah and and yeah I, I think we'll I think we'll be all right I think I don't know I, I'm almost more interested to see who goes to China and who gets to stay because so I feel like if you go to China I feel like that might be Wesley Hood's first start of the season uh, will be he'll go to China and start because he'll be the one of the senior players that goes over. And I, if I remember cr- hearing this correctly from Adam Leach uh, towards the end of the season, is they they're not going to send very many people over. It's going to be mostly a couple of senior players and then um, you know, mostly some of the younger guys that'll go over and they'll basically be there for two or three days. They'll train, they'll play, they'll come home. Like that's it. And most of the team, most of the first team, will stay with. Uh, in Ireland to, to, to do some training. So hopefully uh, that is the case. And I think, I think that'll tell the story of who goes over. I think that'll tell a little bit more of the story. Cause um, of course, some of the guys that stay behind like Lamina and Austin and, and uh, Carisho that, you know, that it'll be, it'll be weird to see or interesting to see kind of how they're treated once they're, they're back, especially after some of the stuff that they, they did this week, which um, there's currently a tweet out that says uh, United have cooled their interest in Mario Lamina. Um, and it's hard to imagine them doing that after that wonderful video that he put out, uh, just last week. So we will have to, uh, we have to see that, but, um, I don't know. You okay with getting on to some questions right now? I think we have, we have plenty yeah. to answer and I think we're, I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. I'm all in. All right. All right. So, um, just for anybody who's, who's listening the first time, if this is your first time listening. Um, I'd like to apologize to you, but uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, we'll do better. Um, so the questions for the show, you can be sent in on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, uh, patrons of the show have priority for having their questions answered. That's one of the benefits of being a patron. Uh, you can do that at uh, patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. In addition to that, they get a private chat on Discord with just me and other patrons. And then uh, some of them get a private uh, extra episode of the podcast per month. Um, but we will get to the Patreon questions in just a little bit. We have a, a number here. So LJ underscore Cecil uh, writes, he says, if I could just pick your brain about a, a question that comes into my head, uh, what is one player that I would be perfectly okay with selling uh, that most of their fans might have an issue with? Just for example, I think the window to cash out on JWP is closing, uh, but clubs might be willing to pay over the moon for him given his potential and current talent. I'll add to it that he's also English, which always adds to the value. Um, this might also allow the club to fill more holes with the money or upgrade certain spots. Midfield is one of the areas where I think we're mostly set, even if it's just with Oriol, Romeo, and Hoiberg, uh, plus whoever we sign. So um, is there, if you have any thoughts on on him, on his kind of idea to cash in on JWP right now, uh, or 
is there another player in the squad that you would be okay with getting rid of that most, maybe some other fans would go like, oh, like, you know, we don't necessarily want to lose him because he's actually, you know, good. <sighs> See, I've been thinking, I've, been think, I've actually been thinking about this one. I saw it myself on Twitter. Um, and I get his reasoning for picking Prowsey. I really do. And I think if he'd have said that to me last summer, I'd have been 100%. But at the minute, the way he finished the season, I, I don't know whether it's... You, you kind of want to keep your best players around. And what? going it, go, like financially, what he's saying, if they do it on Prowse and we say we'll get 30 million for him and take 60 grand a week off the wage bill, yeah, that's acceptable bit of business. But then we've, we lost someone who was a key player towards the back end of last season. My, my obvious answer probably would be long and um, me and him don't seem to get on to the pure <laughs> fact that I just I don't think he scores enough being a striker obviously he bagged a couple towards the end of last season but he's the wrong he's a high earner wrong side of 30 yeah I mean he works hard and whatever but we've got to be a point where that's not enough to kick on going forward Um. It's just got to be. I think I'd rather a player that's going to got the quality to deliver thirty goals a season than just someone who runs about. Yeah. As, as horrible as it sounds, and Long is not a player that would guarantee you thirty goals a season. He's on a lot of money, and I think we could get probably about six, six to eight mil. So about the same sort of valuation we'd probably get for Austin. Plus, we'd get his wages off the book. I think that would be a good bit of business. Okay. But one other player has cropped into my mind. And, well, I think I'd get slaughtered if I said it out loud. But I'm going to say it anyway and probably get slaughtered for all the responses on Twitter. I, as much as I love him, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too bothered if we let your people go. Okay. I was going to say it too. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we all know he's a bit. I mean, he's he's decent, but we all know he's a bit of a liability. I mean, there was a reason he didn't actually become a first team regular until Van Dyke was injured and Fonte was sold. Um, right, he's a good squad player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. If you if you were to offer me my Ojeda or probably a centre back for the money that we could sell you see the four that have the potential to be as good as say Van Dyke and generate that amount of money that we did for him I'd say why are we not doing that as, as much as loyal and loved by the fans as he is I think there's got to be a point where we just look at ourselves now and think we ha- especially if we're heavy if we're heavy on most of our finances coming in through player trading to be reinvested back into the first team squad then that's what we've got to do and to kick on we need to do everything we can we can't be in another relegation battle for the third year running don't get me wrong I don't think we will be but necessarily I don't think we could be in the race for Europe either it could go one or two ways I think if we need to get back into the race for Europe which we do we need to invest in the quality and let probably some of the average players go so we can invest more in the potential and the quality. Well, I, I just, you know, one thing I always think of is like, we always want to get rid of players who aren't doing well enough. You know, like that, those are the players we want to get rid of. And the, the, the truth is that's not always possible because you have to have somebody that wants to take them that either sees something in them that they can tr- turn around or think this is a really good deal. And we, we see some potential there. Sometimes you have to sell players who are doing well and, and who are good and just, whether they don't fit the system or you think you can replace them better or you want to use that money to, 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 to work on other areas of the squad. Like I get all of that, but like, I think I was going to say my Ishida as well and not because I dislike him, but because, you know, he could probably earn the same wages if he went to China or Japan. Uh, he seems like he's very well respected when he goes back to Japan. Like he's still, uh, you know, uh, he, he didn't go with the team, to the Copa America because the the Japanese squad was 
focused on on building for the Olympics. So they sent a very young team to to the Copa America in, in hopes of getting them some competitive games against decent opposition that would kind of prepare them for for the Olympics. So he's not involved with that. But I, I think that he would leave. I think most of us would would be happy um, would be happy for him if he moved somewhere and, and was guaranteed kind of first team play and and i think we would miss him in the dressing room but i wouldn't be maybe all that upset because i think you could de- you probably get decent money for him if you sold him uh to japan or to china or somewhere like that um i don't think there are very many places in england that are going to pay over the moon for him but i don't think that takes away from the fact that he he does a good a decent job and, and would, would get a decent return and i'm kind of like looking through the squad here of, of players that i would be willing to get rid of and, and none of them really fit the criteria of the question. You know, uh, if I say Elliot Nussi, everybody kind of probably says like, well, good go. You know, we'll, we'll talk about Charlie Austin a little bit. We'll talk about Lamina, which I think people are leaning more towards him leaving than not. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with selling Redmond or Hoiberg or, or gun. Um, Bednarak either. I, I think they all have to stay. So I, I don't know. I think, I think it, my, my choice, if I have to answer that question would be, would be Ishida. Feel bad, but but okay. Um, all right, let's go. Let's let's jump to Twitter for some of these questions here. So Matt Newhausen on Twitter, he is at Matt Newhausen. Uh, asked you and I, where do you think it all started for Lamina? He played great in his return under uh, Ralph Hasenhutl versus Newcastle. Uh, all the explanations seem to point to him not fitting the system. Uh, why the sudden urgency to leave when the team's direction looks upward? <laughs> And I and I guess this is a good chance the time to bring up kind of the fact that he didn't you know once again he didn't make the trip with the team he, they, him and Charlie Austin, uh, Carrillo other guys were left at home I kind I guess with the kind of hope that they would secure moves over the week and 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 kind of be gone and out of Ralph House and Hulu's hair and 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 I don't know how you feel about about players being left at home like that like is it more of a distraction for them to stay home and do whatever they were doing on social media. Uh, does that make it harder for them to come back into the dressing room after? And, and I know we're not, we're not going to answer Matt's question by answering that, but like, does this make it more difficult for them to stick around than, than if they just took them on the tour and had them maybe be, you know, a slight argument with Ralph here or there, but they were still training with the team. Like what, what, what I don't know guys, what would you, your preference be in terms of how they were dealt with? I can see pros and cons for both of them, which is a thing. I think, some of the players that we left at home, obviously, we all know how good Lamina is. And there's, there's literally no question in his ability. It's more sort of his mental capacity. Um, you know, and his motivational side. I think, to be honest, though, why, why would you take players with you on tour to start your pre-season to build something for the new season? when realistically they're not in your plans and they don't want to be in your plans. I think I'd rather just have the full squad of people that would want to fight for a place out with the manager working with him. But don't get me wrong, I think when it comes to a player of Lamino's quality, I think we probably could have taken him. I think it's one of those where Whatever was agreed, whatever gentleman's agreement was agreed between him and the club, you know, when he signed or whoever he spoke to last summer who said he was looking at potentially moving on. I think when he's that good, he's maybe just worth taking with the first team squad. And because Ralph could quite easily change his mind, quite easily change his mind. People say there's no going back. We've heard all that before. Snydlin kicked off his dummy when Koeman came in and then Koeman was like, no, look, we're staying. Stop being a little bit and, you know, work for your place. And I think that's what Ralph could do to Lamina. It's a tough one. Well, I, I think if you were to just list, you know, it, it go from top to bottom in terms of, of just technical talent and, and ability... Lamina's at the top of the list. If you were to list out the guys in the squad, you know, he's definitely there. Um, but for me, like if your heart's not committed to, to the team and to playing for it, then, then I, I, I'd, I'd probably not want you there. And, and I, 
the only way this backfires is if we can't get a move for him. You know, if we can't get a move for him with, with somebody having their, with essentially Ralph putting his foot down and saying, this is where it stops, you know, like you, you, you're not passing this line. It, it, it becomes much harder to come back from that. I think for, for either um, party. And, and I'm not sure Lamina has the, the mentality to be able to overcome that, you know, Cedric, uh, the opposite of Cedric, who has come back and seems to be working really hard for the team and, 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 wanting to fight for a place and maybe for, for whatever respect, we'll see if who does the same thing, but it sounds like, you know, from, from talks this week that they, they're, they're willing to do that and they, they may have a way to work themselves back into the squad. And if that's the case, like I, I can, I can commend that and I can be happy with that. Um, but Lamina and Austin don't necessarily seem to, to, to be doing that necessarily. Um, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it is kind of hurt to, to watch Lamina go and be good in, in games four other teams, but the, the truth is he hasn't been that good that many times that often for us. He's very talented, but the consistency just isn't there. And um, I'd be more willing to let guys like James Ward Prowse and, and Ori Ormeu and Pierre Hoiberg play in, in the center of midfield than, than I would to watch him, you know, care sometimes and not, not most of the time, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. I think the thing is with Lamina, you can see why he was at Juventus but then you can also see why they sold him in that aspect. Yeah. And I think it's one of those where maybe he's, he's the perfect example. Right. I've been thinking this a lot recently about the management choices we've made in the last two, three years. I can think we've got, we've got a very good technical squad, like that are good on the ball and off the ball. And, all this and that and the other. But I think if you exclude Ralph, look at the last three managers, do any of them look like they could motivate a team? Really? I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we've now got a manager in place who can motivate the team moving forward. And maybe it's just one of those where this is the kick up the arse that a lot of the players need. Because they would be seemed really complacent, especially under Hughes at the start of last season. It was just like, some of the, don't get me wrong, some of the football we played was okay and we had good patches in games, but it was, and it was the same under Pellegrino and Hughes, probably lesser under Pellegrino the most, and Puel. But it just got to the point where the squad was, they seemed so damaged mentally and they're not getting like the motivation and off the pitch and I think now we've finally got someone who can deliver that maybe if Lamina stays we might see him be a bit more consistent in the terms that we've now got a manager who's getting into the players rather than somebody who seems a bit mm, meh is the best way to describe it yeah uh, yeah yeah it's I don't know it, it, it it's it, it's it's probably the the toughest of the situations that we have in terms of they're they're delicate and they they and they do change and if he wasn't as technically good as he was I think it'd be easier just to write him off a little bit and I think I I do also think the fans most fans are just going to write him off anyway because they like I don't want that around the team I I'll be really honest like if I had my choice if I could just magically sell him right now I probably would and get him away and get the distractions away and focus on the team that we have um. And and hey, we had all those youngsters just a week or so ago sign you know, contract extensions and new contracts for the club, and bring them on. Let's 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 have them play because they obviously still have something to prove to us and, and to themselves and to their families and everything else. And I'd rather see that on uh, to be completely honest. But uh, you got two guys at home who are uh, you know you really using social media, I think, to their advantage. Um, except for, I think, uh, I think originally we thought Lamina did that. And it turns out, I think, uh, a, a United account did that, that video for him. And then he took it and put his own branding over the top of it. And if he's that stupid hashtag again, I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably nothing. Cause that's what I normally do. But, um, so what, the best thing about that video is about 35 seconds in, it's actually Nathan Redmond that beats the player, not Lamina. And I don't think anyone's noticed. Well, well. <laughs> You've got me. And is that, I don't know what that says about uh, us or him or them or whatever, but uh, good good, good for whoever cut that up, uh, United. But uh, I don't think Nathan Redmond wants to go there because that seems to be where wingers go to die. So uh, we don't need him to sign there. 
ever. Um, and so we got we got a couple more questions. Let's get some Patreon questions uh, uh, here. Uh, Rob asks, "What do we think of Chase' performance yesterday?" Uh, I think we touched on it a little bit, but I mean, were you uh, were you overall happy with his first forty five minutes in a in a Southampton shirt? Yeah, I was I was um, fairly impressed with him. It was just a little glimpse to start with, but he's he's, he's kind of like he's got a lot. He's a lot quicker than I thought he would be. And he kind of has sort of the hold-up play of sort of that we've been missing without Pella. Like everyone's been, like everyone missing a love scratch bits. And I think we kind of have a man that can do his job, like now that he's left. And granted, he left three seasons ago, two, three, you know, left three years ago now. And we've got a player who's got the technical hold-up ability. And now his his pace surprised me. Like I knew he was quick, but I didn't think he was as quick as what he looked. And granted, it's only firstly pre-season, so obviously he's, he's going to get fitter, quicker, darker. So I think we've we've got a real player there, and I, he could quite easily score fifteen, twenty goals if the chances come his way. Yeah, I I I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be great. I think he showed some of the things that we saw from him last season. Uh, we, um, the, the movement, the strength, the finishing, I think he was there. Uh, I think, you know, I kind of think he could have taken that shot just a little bit quicker when he had the ball cleared off the line, the defender, allowed the defender to get back. But uh, the fact that he, he created kind of some of those opportunities out of almost nothing, a couple of long balls over the top that he was able to run onto and, and, and and kind of create chances from I think I think that's great I think he'll be I think he'll be just just kind of fine. Um, Rob also asks where we stand on the uh, Austin and Lamina shenanigans, and we've talked about Lamina, but Austin uh, put out a little uh, a gif earlier on Twitter, and I don't know, I'm not sure what to 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 make of it. Uh, how did you read that that tweet from Austin? <sighs> Austin's just a dick, isn't he? <laughs> like, that's the best way to put it. He's just a twat. I think he's just, you know, and then he was sharing stuff from Liverpool, like, granted, yeah, it's like a foundation support. Like, even the whole Firmino thing, I'm just like, for God's sake, man. You're professional footballer. There's a reason you've not been taken out on tour. To be honest, right, quite a few of the fans adored him, and now he's just, he's just got himself in the foot. It's like, grow up. You're, you're the wrong side of 30. You've got one year left on your deal at a club that don't want you. The fans are turned on you for this, that, and the other. Why are you just trying to piss them off even more? It's like, all, you, all you're doing is just opening yourself up to get more and more consistent stick. But he did it with, the laughing, but he did it with then, the laughing crying emoji. Does it make it better? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's 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 so weird because he i remember asking somebody i think it was aiden small maybe uh if you could take anybody on the team to glastonbury with you like who would you take and we both take charlie austin he'd be a lot of fun there you know you you're throwing back beverages you're having a good time he seems like he'd be great but at the same time like either he doesn't understand kind of like the, the message that he's giving off or, or, or kind of how this makes him look publicly, or he just doesn't care. And, you know, I know his wife has had issues with, with fans and stuff like that. And, and that's never good to see, but sometimes I just don't think that, you know, even if he really just thought the gif was funny, like maybe you send it to your wife and go like, this is funny. I probably shouldn't tweet this because this is not going to go well, given that I am, you know, potentially frozen out of the squad and and everything else, and, and what or whatever it is, whatever whatever message he was trying to send or not send, um, I don't think it's done a very good job, and I don't think people are very happy. The fact that it's got forty three comments on it uh, alone says, like, uh, at time of recording, uh, this this has not gone well for him. I don't think anything he's tweeted in the last twelve months has gone well for him, to be honest, or his wife. Um, Quite true. I think oh, it's it's do what. All, all of he's put himself in this situation now. I think 
his own act his say probably go back to the start of last season I don't think anyone really had an issue with him like every time he'd step on the pitch the fans would sing his name and you know people would be like oh why why are we not playing nothing you know he proves he scores goals but now you just look he scored what two three goals last season it's it's like well I, I think I think maybe the lesson here like is like I think media. I think maybe the 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 lesson here is is be humble and work hard, and the fans will come to appreciate you. Will they will you will earn their appreciation? You know, um, I think we have two examples here of guys not doing that, and you see kind of the situation. But and it doesn't make it easy for anybody. You know, I yeah, I don't think Lamine has been as bad as Austin has been. No, no, yeah, but he's. I think, He's just all over Instagram singing in a language that I don't understand, and I think that rubs people the wrong way. Um, and yeah. really, sometimes when he sings, I wish he would stop because he's sometimes not very good. But that's okay. I don't know. I think Lamina doesn't really understand the British culture that much. I don't think, or maybe sort of like the Americanized version of it. But Charlie Austin's English. He's no better than this. He know what's going to piss people off and what isn't. And it's like get it together like granted people would have probably still been calling for his head anyway since social media exploits weren't great because he was shocking throughout the back end throughout all the last season really yeah and but I think fans would would not be jumping on him like they've been attacking who or Stevens recently Whereas now I think he's just sort of made his own bed and he kind of has to lie in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he was winding up opposition defenses as much as he's winding us up, I think I think everybody would be okay with that, you know. But it it just it seems like a one way street right now, and I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. But I think once again, like this week, everybody will be training here. They should be back with the team. We'll see what happens when it comes to to game day, and then and then and then where they go next week. I think that that says that's going to say a lot because. If they get shipped off to China uh, with a bunch of youngsters, you know that that's that's one more kind of nail in the coffin for these guys. If I, I think if that if that's the way it goes, but uh, I could be wrong. Maybe 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 a lot of the first team players will go over to China, but I don't. Based on what happened last season when they went there, and and some of the things that were said that have come out in the press afterwards about the conditions over there and things like that, I can't imagine a lot of the first team guys are going to go over there and and really expect to be to to be come back better prepared. I don't think that's that's what that trip is about. I think that's a that's a PR trip. Um, if there ever was one, but we have, we have one, I think we have time for one more question. Um, Justin Woodward says, do you think Cedric and Hoot are in the plans? Is he giving them a second chance? Uh, do you think Austin will go or stay and is Vokens good enough to be a backup for Bertrand? So, um, I don't know. Do you think, do you, of, of Cedric and Hoot, do you think either of them has a chance to work themselves back into, into the squad? I think I've kind of made my stance on that clear, but what, which of them, if either of them, do you think uh, could, could potentially come back in? I think Cedric, really, as we, um, we spoke, I think he's good enough to come in and, you know, probably battle for that first team right position. Um, Hoot's a weird one, because we all know how much the calamity can be. But there is, I still have a feeling there's potential there. Like, granted, probably not with us. I, I don't think he has the potential for us to, you know, go and play him week in, week out. But I think if you was probably to go back to Italy or a division where it's probably, it's not as intense as it is here. And, you know, like, as in the intense pressure on the back line and all that, he, there's a player in there to go out to, like, a club in Italy and perform quite well for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you give I him... Sorry, if you give him time on the ball for to, us. to play passes, I think he'll be great. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing about it. Like you can tell, there's a player in there in a sense. Like on that aspect, I just don't think his reaction times are quick enough for us, especially in this division, which is hence why he's made countless, numerous, ridiculously hair pulling errors. That we all 
absolutely crucifying for. Yeah, yeah. Um, that reminds me of, of how everybody feels when I play center back on Sundays or Saturdays. I think um, that's how everyone feels about Jack Stevens as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, the, the meltdown midweek when everybody thought he was going to play as a, uh, um, a holding midfielder was, was great. I enjoyed that. Let's give it, give, give, give everybody some time. We'll be, we'll be okay. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to make sure we, there's no other questions we can, we can ask there. Oh, we have, we have a couple other ones we haven't finished there. I guess we should do that. Uh, by the end of the transfer. Yeah. Do you, do you think, uh, do you think Austin's here or gone by the end of the transfer window? I think if he's here, he'll be gone in January. You know, even if it's he goes out on loan for the rest of the season and then someone snaps him up on three, I just don't care anymore. Just get 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 rid of him. <laughs> I mean, th- there was even talk that he turned down a, a trip uh, or a, a move to West Brom, right? Like that he th- th- there was some interest, and in, because I think Jay Rodriguez has gone from West Brom now, and and Austin turned down a move there where. I don't know. I, I have a I have a really hard time seeing him fighting his way back into the squad. Uh, I can't I can't see him making it back into the first team. I think if a Premier League club came in for him and offered probably similar money to what he's on now, he'd probably go. But the real realistic is what Premier League club's going to come in for him? Like he's been linked with Sheffield United, but it's all rumours. I I think. I I think anybody in London, I don't think if it matters if it's championship or Premier League, if, I think anybody in London offers him a, 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 a spot and he's gone. I think I think that I would... I hope so. What's that? I hope so, especially after his wife's tweet the other day. Right, right. About miss living in London. It was like, you may as well have just put, after that, any club at London, in London, that's interested in my husband, please make a picture for London. I think it's like, yeah. It would have been great had she had she tagged Queens Park Rangers. <laughs> just, you know I'm just sick of sick of seeing their fans telling him to come home. It's like, well, just take him then. We don't we don't want him. Get get you the collection buckets out front. Get the collection buckets out front. Get a big sale going. You know, get him get him there. Yeah, just do whatever you can to have him back. I don't care anymore. Just take him. <laughs> I will drive in there myself. I will drive down to his house. I'll pick him up. And I will drive him into London. I'll pay whatever congestion charge it will cost me to get to wherever GPR's training base is. In. Just get the deal down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well it, okay. So, would you buy a season ticket to QPR if it meant they would take Charlie Austin? Well, I would, and I wouldn't go to any of the games. <laughs> so, I'd buy this if they took if they took Charlie Austin, right? And all I had to pay was like three hundred quid for a season ticket. Like, just do it. Take my money. It's fine. How many How many Saints fans do you think would be willing to take that that deal? Uh, I think they'd have a sellout stadium. <laughs> out, to be honest, uh, be great. <laughs> oh man. Well, Ooh. I mean, let's let's be really honest. Like, do we? Like, you know, questions aside, certain certain aspects of the of the team aside, like, I think we I think we should feel okay right now, right? Like, uh, I think Che Adams was looked good. I think after uh, Janebo comes back from uh, from Afcon uh, relatively soon, I would I would assume, I would assume he's going to have some sort of a short break and then he'll be back. I think that's going to be good. I think uh, you know Buffal still has a chance to come in and maybe make an appearance at least. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, I think overall I feel okay about the team right now. I think there, there's still work to be done, but I'm I'm happy with kind of what I saw from from the highlights and, and the. Uh, but the team playing in Austria, I think Ralph looks like he's in good spirits. I think the new goalkeeping coach is, is there. I think, I think overall we we should feel okay. It's you know, in the next couple of weeks will will tell us a lot because we still have a lot of, of of things to to do and a lot of matches to play and things like that. But I think, I think at the you know to to just sum it up, I think I think we're okay right now, and and we'll uh, we'll continue to move forward and hopefully see some progression. And I don't know, like. Uh, it's it's easier to talk about the team when when guys are doing dumb stuff like this with Lamina and, and Austin online because it gives us something to to talk about. But I would prefer it didn't happen. But uh, but overall, I think that most of the team is doing well. Hopefully, Stuart Armstrong has has recovered from whatever illness he is suffering from. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think this is this is the time now to be optimistic about what Ralph can do. It's just, it's gonna it's gonna take time, but we've still got four or five weeks till the season starts. You know, and it's going to be a lot in, in 10 weeks. These these players aren't going to 
days off now, really. They're only going to have one to two days off. Well, one day off at most. Probably Monday to Friday they're going to have in training or on camps or whatever. They'll have then all the pre-season friendlies that will be coming up and then, you know, probably the days off that they're going to have, they're going to be travelling to, say, Ireland or the PR trip in China and then coming back. And then they're literally probably going to have one rest day before they get back into the training. And that's, that's the, this is the time where they've got to do that. And it's, I'd, I'd be optimistic. I wouldn't be too disheartened about anything that we've seen so far. I think we've probably still got a full transfer window left to go through. We could potentially clear out some of the deadwood and bring out some more potential first team players that we, we all know we need to, you know, add in certain positions, and I think we will. I think, don't be too upset by the fact that we've not got all of our business done early, despite the fact we've brought in Musa and Kay now. I think there's probably still a bit of business to be done, both ways, coming in and out. I think these things take time. Play, you know, if the, play, the players that we're going to bring in are good enough, they'll adapt quickly. And if they're the players that Ralph wants to fit into his system, they will adapt quickly. It's, it's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too concerned about anything at this period of time. I think if we'd gone into the Burnley game and we looked at it and we're like, oh shit, we still need a centre back and you know, a winger and all of this, it'd be meltdown central. But we're at a point now where we've still got the time on our side. You know, although the rumour mill was a bit quiet, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I think I'd rather we stay and do our business quite crudely, go under the radar and just get it done. It is what it is. We've got to, we can't, we can't take negatives from week one already. We just like, oh, well, Stephen's lost in whoever, who, Ellie and Lucy, it's all still here. Like we've still got time to work deals for the players that aren't going to be here, you know. And I think we just we've got to give it time to happen because at this day and age, a transfer can go through in probably about a day. Yeah. So I wouldn't, especially with agents. You think about it, your client as an agent tells you that he probably is looking for a move. Your agent's probably thinking, right, I get a cut of whatever you get sold for. So I'm going to generate as much interest in you as I can and make everyone available, mm-hmm. uh, everyone aware that you're available. And then suddenly next thing you know, the player's getting calls off his agent saying so-and-so is interested, blah, blah, blah. These guys are looking to put a bid in. It's, it's just like that. Football works quickly, and that's why we have a deadline day, and that's why deals get done quickly. It's, it happens. Just relax. We've, we've got this. We've got time. We've got the right manager in place. We've got a young squad. It, it's good. We, we, can, we, can be, we can be optimistic. It's fine. It's okay. We can't. We can't actually enjoy football this season. I hope. Oh, I think. I think we will. I think it's going to be great. And uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm happy that that now we're getting to see more and more of the of the of the club and the team. And and before we know it, we'll be playing Premier League games. And you know, people like you will be following them up and down the country and and uh, getting to to support them through the good and the bad times. Hopefully, more good than bad. But uh, we'll 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 deal with whatever comes. So. Uh, so yeah, but, um, I, and I just want to say thank you again. Uh, I realize, uh, you know, we have, have backed off our recording now. We are, I think eight or nine hours behind where we should have been. Um, had a, I've had a weird couple of, uh, of, of days, but I, I apologize for that. And, um, you know, whatever, we'll do it again. And, uh, I, you know, yeah, I think that, I think that, that does it for today, but, uh, thank you, Aiden. If people want to follow you on Twitter, they can do that at Aiden underscore 96. Um, you're also on Instagram. The links will be in the show notes, uh, but we will talk to you soon. Yeah. No, it's a pleasure to be on, mate. Uh, you know, you know where I am. If you ever want me back. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.
that does it for episode 131 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Aiden Osman. You can find him on Twitter at Aiden underscore Osman 96. Aiden, thank you for agreeing to come on the show in the first place. Thank you also for putting up with the four or five or seven and a half hour delay on recording. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, my dad is doing well. He's back home and uh, hopefully we will move forward from here. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. Shout out goes to everybody who sent in questions on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram this week. Uh, I really do appreciate it. We definitely didn't get to all the questions, but the good thing about that is when we have a variety, we have choice. I think the show comes off a little bit better. So keep sending them in. You can do that at SFCDELL underscore IVERY on Twitter and Instagram or at facebook.com forward slash SFCDelivery. You can also head over to SouthamptonDelivery.com and get past episodes of the show. Sign up for the newsletter, uh, which is, is pretty great. And you can also there click the links to follow us on social media. Uh, my wife also gave me a hard time this week. She said, why do you say us and we? Don't people know that it's just you? And I said, yes. So I should tell you that it's just me. Uh, the show, I host it. I mix it. I produce it. Uh, I do all the social media stuff. Uh, I have a little bit of help in terms of Matt Beeling, the guy who does the logo for the show. He did that. I have guests on the show like Aiden. I have a range of wonderful people who contribute to the newsletter. But other than that, everything else you see is me. So uh, there it is. I've said it not to brag. Just don't want to lie because I feel like lying is bad. Um, I went to a Christian school. Anyway, uh, if you have not subscribed to the show already, but you are enjoying it, please do that. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you've already done that and you want to help out, share the show with a friend, leave a review. All of those things really help, and I really appreciate it. If you're interested in maybe getting a little bit extra, you can sign up to become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. Get access to a private chat, priority for having your questions answered, and could even get an extra episode of the podcast per month. All music comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the intro credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. And one more announcement before we go. Congratulations to the Southampton page, which is the official partner page of this show. We're partnering with 90-Minute Football for the coming season. Uh, expect and look for big things coming from them and some changes happening on those pages. So if you don't follow them already, they are the Southampton page on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and congratulations to them for securing that partnership. But for now, I think that does it. I hope I haven't forgotten anything. And if I did, you know what? We'll cover it next week. So until then, remember that together, we march on.